Welcome to Embrace the Musica, where we're going to dig into the raw, vulnerable, tough, and beautiful pieces of this journey called life. I'm Dominique Dines, who at the age of 21 moved abroad to Mexico to start teaching after growing up in a small town in Minnesota. My husband is from Peru, and we met salsa dancing 10 years ago in Guadalajara, Mexico. Here we are today raising two lovely tricultural kids. We speak more Spanish than English in our home and do a lot of salsa dancing in the kitchen. Embrace the Musica is going to be a place where we talk about what it's like being married to someone from a completely different culture, living in a place that neither of us grew up in, being a working mom, constantly fighting or accepting cultural norms, and all the things that keep us afloat, which includes a lot of heart and humility. So let's embrace the Musica today. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Embrace the Musica. This week, I am actually going to be playing part of an episode that I recorded last October. I think it's still super timely, given the fact that so many of us are still juggling so many things. I'm recording a new intro and a close at the end. But as you're listening, as this episode goes live, I'm actually enjoying a weekend away with some girlfriends for the first time ever. Um, I'm so excited. We're hanging out in Querétaro, doing a little wine tour. It's super fun. But I really do think that this episode has some valuable advice for those of us who are trying to juggle all the things these days. So take a listen. Um, And today I'm actually going off script. I didn't write a script for this weekend's podcast because I'm also, like I said, I'm just really trying to focus on managing my time and not pouring too much time into any one thing right now and really just saying yes to less and saying no to what I don't need to do right now. So we're going to see how this goes. I'm also, for any of those who are curious, I know I have a few friends who are starting podcasts or thinking about the idea of getting one started. I'm recording this on my phone because I'm just trying to make it simple and easy. I'm hiding under my five-year-old's bunk bed. Um, The sound is better in here than in my office with a lot of echo and empty walls. So here we are and recording this on a Saturday. I don't know about anybody listening, but Saturdays are kind of sacred to me these days or weekends in general. It's just so nice getting a break from the daily grind and I just got home from a run. But what I wanted to talk about today, because I've don't just want to make you listen to me rambling here, but I wanted to talk about some of the questions I get most often on social media. So those of you who follow me on Instagram or on Facebook, you know that I am a pretty avid poster. I post a lot. I post a lot in stories. I like the feature that stories, you can just kind of put whatever's happening in the moment and they disappear. I'm sorry, I just stopped my fingers if you heard that, Um, but they disappear in 24 hours. And I kind of like that short-lived life of an Instagram story. And so I post a lot on stories. So a lot of people see what we do throughout the day. And I tend to post more on the weekends than during the weekdays as I am working during the weekdays and it's just a little bit harder. But when I do post and I post maybe pictures or videos of my kids helping me make pancakes or, you know, making Play-Doh or going to parks. We go to a park almost every single day. It's one of the great things about living in a place that's pretty temperate um, climate-wise all year round. Um, Or I post, you know, like when I write a blog post or when I do a podcast or I just launched this awesome webinar series and I'm so excited about 
everything that's happening in that, just with the, the potential to impact more and more women and just empower more women, give them a voice, encourage others, and really just work on personal development. And a lot of us are pursuing side gigs or um, passions or we have ideas, we're entrepreneurs. And so I'm so passionate about that. But I, like I've said, I have to wear a lot of hats throughout the week. And I get asked so often as I'm posting these things on my stories or online, how in the world do you do it all? And so I just thought I would give a few tangible tips today and kind of a preview of something I am working on that's in the pipeline right now. But I just wanted to um, first off say that I don't do it all. I, I don't do it all well. I can't. It's impossible. But I choose what I want to focus on. And so I think that's the first thing that's really important is that you have to decide what you want to invest your time in. We all have the exact same amount of time in a day. Um, none of us were given extra hours, although we wish we had some. And maybe in 2020, we wish we had less hours because it's been a chaotic year that we don't want to relive, perhaps. Um, but it's just really focusing on those basic time management skills and choosing what you want to spend your time on. And I think so often in life, we feel like we have so many constraints, which we do. Um, those of us with kids, those of us with full-time jobs, those of us you know, with responsibilities, we have bills to pay, I understand that. But at the same time, we get to choose what success looks like to us. We get to choose what we wanna focus on and we have to work our days around that. So if you are really wanting maybe to work on your physical health, then you need to carve out time in your day to do that. And I know for me, I that is something I like to work on because I find that the more that I get outside, especially right now after so much screen time during the day, the more I get outside and I'm not only working on my physical health with running or walking, um, I also, it helps my mental health because I feel healthier just getting outside, getting some of that vitamin D. But that has to be something that some days I get time by myself, like this morning on a Saturday, and I get to go for a run by myself because I have a partner who's willing you know, to also parent and he is around. And I'm so grateful that I'm in a situation where I have help at home. And you know, I, I know that I'm gonna get these times by myself throughout the week. I know that not all of my friends have access to that or their story is a little bit different. So, I mean, some days, honestly, like on the weekdays, a lot of my workouts or when I'm focusing on physical health, what that is, is that is me taking the kids to a park and trying to keep up with a five-year-old on his bike or pushing a stroller and walking with the kids at 7.30 in the morning when it's still dark out. Like it's just trying to fit it in, but I know it's a priority and so I make time for that. Um, another thing, I, I, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do and I want to focus my time on. And so I have to decide what goes and what stays. And so I've told people this before and they kind of think it's, you know, funny or maybe, you know, we have different priorities, but like, I don't watch a lot of TV, to be honest. I, I'm not one of those people who binge watches a series. I would much rather read a book. I would much rather go to bed at night. I go to bed really early. Um, people always ask, like, Dom, how do you get up so early? I get up at 4.30 or 5 every day 
because I'm going to bed at 8.30 or 9 every night. Like, I'm not one of those people who stays up late unless, obviously, there's a really good reason to and maybe I'm having a girls' night or something or a date night with my husband. Like, I will stay up for that. I can show up for that and I can make that happen. But I also know that I have grace with myself then. If I'm going to stay up late, then I'm going to let myself sleep in a little bit later or as late as my little munchkins let me because they get up really early. But that's one of those things, like those eight hours of sleep, that is something that I'm not going to give up because I know that I am at my best when I am well rested. And I need to be at my best to be able to first take care of myself and then take care of others. And I think that's something that we're hearing more and more these days as we talk about mental health and self-care and all of that. But it's just something that's really important. So that's something I know that is important to me and I'm going to make it happen. I also know that when I get up early, those are my sacred hours in the morning. Like those are my hours to work on my writing, on um, my dreams, on, you know, ideas I have, on businesses, on perhaps extra opportunities I've been given. That's the time I have for me. And that time is sacred. It's not very long. My kids get up early. And so I have to use that time well because I know how valuable it is. Um, On that same note, working, you know, a full-time job and raising kids, once again, I'm not doing this all by myself. And that's the question I get so often on Instagram. I don't get how you do it. How can you wear so many hats? And the thing is, I'm not doing this by myself. I ask for help when I need it. I have a partner who is, you know, we're 50-50 in this. We're working together. And sometimes I might complain or I might feel like it's not quite even, but I do know that this is something we're constantly working on because we are a team. The other thing is we ask for help. We have a nanny that we pay Monday through Friday who comes eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, primarily so I can work my full-time job because in our family, in our dynamics, we need that full-time job to keep us afloat. And I know families and couples and people work differently, but I think something that's really important that we often don't um, allow ourselves to see or to think about is the idea that we need to ask for help and we can't do this all. If you want to pursue sorry, I can't talk. If you want to pursue something, you know, beyond what you're doing right now, something's going to have to go. You only have a certain amount of time in the day. So think about the things that you want. I love journaling exercises. I love dreaming. I love envisioning. Um, I've taken lots of different courses and just on really, you know, figuring out what you want. And I think that's the crucial first step. And then just also finding these strategies or ways to make that happen. And so ask for help when you need it. Um, One other tip I'm going to give before I talk about something exciting that's coming up is I think a lot of times, as women especially, we have these really high standards for ourselves. We compare ourselves to what we see on social media. Um, I might watch somebody else's Instagram stories and think, oh my gosh, like how in the world I'm nowhere near that organized. Like my pantry does not look like that. Or my closets, oh, like they're a disaster. Or, you know, how does does she have time to go to the gym for an hour? Or what? Like she wrote a book. How did she make that happen? Like, you know, all these things that you see and you think, how in the world? Like, and we compare ourselves and we... 
um, maybe don't appreciate all the things we are doing. But one of the things I think we need to do so much is we need to um, lower our expectations when it comes to perfection. And that's really hard for me. I say that from experience because this is something I struggle with day in and day out. Um, you know, like logging into that Seesaw platform and seeing 71 assignments. I I had to lower my expectations and say, you know what, Dominique, like you can't do this all. Like pick and choose what's most important. And right now I think having a mom who is present and, you know, bringing the kids to the park, playing with them, getting on the floor, doing puzzles every day. Like I think that that is developmentally okay. I don't, I'm not so worried about my almost three-year-old's academic progress. Like, um, And I don't know if that's because, you know, I grew up in the States where we didn't even start preschool until we were four. And so I don't know if I feel like I have some wiggle room there, but it's letting go of some of those expectations and knowing I'm not gonna be able to get all of that done and that's okay. And another simple way to let go of expectations or strategy um, even as when it comes to meal planning, I really, you know, like to eat healthy. We pride ourselves on buying fresh produce every week. We live in Mexico, so we have access to lots of really good produce. Um, and it's not that expensive. So, I mean, it's a win-win situation. But there are times that I have to let go of those expectations of having a meal on the table, right? And of being able to do it all. There are times on a Friday night when we order a pizza or this week, it was Wednesday. And honestly, I had a really long day of work. We had a lot going on. And you know what? I, I had zero desire to make a meal or to figure out what to throw together based on the ingredients in our fridge. And so we ordered pad thai and we supported a local business, which is great. It's been great doing that during the pandemic. I posted a funny meme this week on Instagram that someone else had shared just about like one of the benefits of 2020 is that now when you order takeout, it's actually supporting a local business and not just being lazy (laughs) to cook. Something along those lines. Obviously, it was said better than the way I just tried to describe that. But it's lowering that expectation. And you know what? Like if we need to order food on a Wednesday night because I spent the entire day working and getting other things done, that's okay. And we get to decide how we spend our time, how we you know, spend our money, how we choose to show up every day and how we choose to take care of ourselves. And if that's what you need to do, that's what you need to do. So this is just a small snippet of a lot of stuff that's on my heart, a lot of the conversations I have with my friends who are also moms, who are also entrepreneurs, also full-time jobs, like we have a lot of things in common, a lot of threads that tie us together. And a lot of the conversations we have revolve around this idea of just lowering, lowering our expectations, of trying to get this all done, of pursuing a side hustle or you know a side passion while you're also raising kids, while you're also working. And so I'm so excited to let you know that the doors are open for the Teresa Club, which is a community of female entrepreneurs. We're all pursuing our dreams, taking action to really move our ideas or our business forward. It's three virtual connections a month, one of which is when I invite an expert on business from different areas to come in and teach us 
The other two calls, I get to do some group coaching with all the women. It is so much fun. If you haven't checked it out yet, you will love it, I promise. Check out the testimonials, they don't lie. We have so much fun together and the women are seriously incredible. The doors are open until June 30th because July 1st, we kick off the next six months. I would love to see you there. If this podcast episode resonated with you, you'll love this community even more as it's just seriously filled with so many gems and strategies to move your business, your dreams, and your ideas forward. So thank you so much for listening to Embrace the Music. If you enjoyed today's episode and if you were encouraged by the message, I would love to hear from you. Please subscribe, leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. Take a screenshot and post it to Instagram and tag me so that we can keep growing together. And until next time, with heart and humility, embrace la musica.